0: Welcome back to another episode of the Playin' Hooky Bowfishing Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Cody. Before we get into this week's conversation, I just wanted to let you know... If you want to book a trip with us for the 2023 season, we do still have some open dates available. Now I know Minnesota isn't exactly number one on everyone's list of states to bullfish, but there really are some amazing fisheries here, especially if you're coming from a state that is more restrictive on the types of fish that you can shoot. So whether you're coming from one of those states that's a little more restrictive, or you're looking to shoot your biggest common carp, or maybe you live in Minnesota and you just want to learn the rivers here a little bit better, we'd love to get you out on the water. I'll leave all our contact info in the show notes so that you can contact us if you want to book a trip. Next up is merch. If you want to get your hands on some Aim Lower merch, we have hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and we'll be adding more all the time. To get yours today, you can go to www.playandhookyguideservice.com forward slash shop. I have one more thing here before we get into this week's episode. If you listen to this podcast and you think it's pretty okay, don't forget to leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to us. It really helps us out and is greatly appreciated. So thank you so much for doing that. And with that, let's get into this week's conversation. All right this week's episode of the podcast I am joined by Lucas and Gavin Kelly and uh, for those of you that were at the open, you might not know their names per se, but uh, you know a lot of us that were there uh, saw this kid come in with two youth records and so those that that's these guys right here that's that's who's on the phone. So we're super excited to have them on to talk about, their night at the Open, and, and all the excitement that went along with it. And uh, these guys are actually headed down to a, a tournament as we're talking right now, uh, joined by uh, a couple more of their buddies, Hunter and Seth. And so we're going to get to hear from a few different people on this one. Uh, I think it's going to be a great episode. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited. So, yeah, Lucas, Gavin, Hunter, Seth, guys, welcome to the podcast. How's it going? Going
1: good. How are you? How are you doing?
0: I'm doing great now that I'm talking to you guys. I can't wait to hear this story, man. <laughs>
1: it started out pretty bad. We were supposed to head down to the open with our, me and my son's airboat, and uh, we got to our, we scouted for two days, got to the lake where we were going to fish, and we were an hour and 15 minutes into the tournament and blew the engine.
0: Oh, no, dude. That, so, ugh. Yeah, so nice. we rushed
1: around and got home, got the motor off, And sent it down to a shop to get it rebuilt and got everything put back together days before the tournament and tried to get it all thrown together so we'd go down to open on the airboat. And we were actually working on it until about uh, 2 in the morning, Tuesday night, and decided that we were going to try one more thing in the morning. And if it didn't work, we were hooking to Trey Harvey, which was on the boat with us there at the U.S. Open. It was actually his boat. And we had decided we were just going to hook up to his trawler boat and go if we didn't if this didn't work. And we we tried one last thing, and there we were stuck going to get a trawler boat and heading out on Wednesday instead of being down there for a whole week like we had planned.
0: Oh man, dude, that's like you guys had to have just been kind of heart sunken.
1: Oh yeah, the boat's nickname is uh, Motion Emotional Damage. So. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a roller coaster for sure
0: <laughs> oh my gosh that is that's a a very apt name that's great well i'm gonna back up here really quick before we we dive in too far why don't you guys give me a little bit of background you guys are from arkansas and uh yeah tell me a little bit about how you got into the sport in the first place
1: yeah so we're from northwest arkansas and uh I don't. I, we always loved bow hunting. Uh, we never owned property or anything like that. So I grew up with my dad just bow hunting because we could hunt public land with no permit from start of archery to the end of archery, which is the longest season in Arkansas. So, therefore, we got a lot of hunting and we didn't have to worry too much about it. So I spent a time bow in our hand, and somebody had told me about shooting fish with a bow. It was like a no-brainer. So grabbed that, and I remember we started with uh, just our first compounds. So we were pulling sixty pounds, going out here and trying to shoot fish at the creek, and uh, realized, yeah, <laughs> I re- realized real quick that rocks getting hit at sixty pounds. Oh, you don't go, you don't have an arrow that lasts very long, <laughs> and so. But then, as uh, soon as uh, my son was old enough to Grab the string and pull on it. He's been on the boat with me. I mean, I took him out when he was real young, just with a bow, a Walmart bow, and just walking the creek when they were spawning. And he'd shoot the fish, chase his arrow down, and grab the fish and arrow. So he's (laughs) been doing it since he can remember.
0: Wow. That's, that's, and Gavin, how old are you now? I'm 14 now. 14. Nice, man. So, yeah, so I guess how many years has it been then?
1: So he's been. Yes, six or seven years strong.
0: Yeah, that's awesome.
1: And he's also, we've got a couple state records here in Arkansas that he's got. He's got
2: Rascard, um, mm-hmm. one was gone, and he submitted those other ones yet?
1: No, and then he's got a couple more that we haven't submitted yet.
0: Jeez, you, you kind of just breezed over that like it's no big deal. Oh, yeah, he's got a couple more records. <laughs> like, what? Dude, that's awesome.
1: Oh, I know, and they're not like, he's he still got me on biggest gar, and then we go to Texas, and he shoots a what was it, 27 pounds? Yeah. 27-pound long nose right before the motor blew up on the boat.
0: Oh, my gosh.
1: Which, the world record's there in in Texas, so it's a pretty hard one to beat, but uh, it was still a phenomenal gar, and, and it's bigger than, I, we're all the time out there shooting, and we're like, we finally beat him. We finally beat him, and then we'll get a scale out, and it's like 18 pounds, we're like, yeah. Never mind.
0: <laughs> Dang. So uh, what, like, what are you, what are you, okay, what are you putting in the water to get all these records to come in, dude? Like, what the heck?
1: I think it's uh, having a dad that doesn't uh, have no stop when it comes to being on the water shooting fish.
0: <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah,
1: yeah. he also got uh, the highest-placing youth the to protect the state, too. Wow. So he's the only one that made money. All of us just lost a lot of money.
0: Yeah. yeah. Oh, I I can relate there. That's yep. Yeah. Yep.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's par for the course on these uh, on the boat fishing side of things.
0: That's true. That's super true. Dang. So, wow. That's a uh, that's a lot. That's a lot, man. So, so how many? Well, actually, first, how old were you when you shot your first record fish, Gavin?
2: Oh shoot, I was probably. 10, 3, probably 11
0: to 12. Oh my gosh. I can't. Man, 11 or 12. You probably didn't even know, like, when you shot your first one, like, how big of a deal it really was.
1: No, it actually. Yeah, he can tell you. He had his one of his good buddies on the boat with us, and yeah. it was. It actually changed hands twice because the previous record was, like, what, five pounds or something like
2: that? Yeah, so super low. Yeah. So. Lucas, my buddy, shot pretty big gar, and we, we were going to come home, and he was going to have the record, but we fished a little bit more, we found another gar, and I shot that one, and we weighed it, and it was bigger than his. so we went back, and I got the record instead of him, but oh my my it was also the first time as well.
1: Yeah, it was his first time on the boat. They were shooting like they had been on the boat together forever, though. It was insane. It was the coolest moment any two dads could have. We had both our boys on the boat, not only just shooting fish, I mean, they were shooting in Dublin and getting fish in together. It was insane.
0: Wow. That's like every dad's dream, I feel like. that. Wow, that's so awesome.
1: Oh, oh definitely. It's awesome. And that's, a, that's part of what I, I mean, I love to do it. I take all his friends out anytime I can, try to get anybody that's never done it to hold
2: a bow and,
1: do it because i mean if you're not an uh, have hunter and going out all the time this is such a different sport but you, you just don't know until you do it if it's going to be something that's going to grab you forever
0: yeah yeah absolutely that's wow that's cool and you know we we talk about that a lot on the podcast like the the evolution of like bow fishing and being a bow fisher and 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 you know how you start out you know, you, you shoot your first fish and then you just want to shoot a bunch of fish and then you want to shoot a really big fish and then you just want to take other people and let them shoot fish and get more people to experience the sport. That's like, we talk about that all the time. And so it's, I always think it's really cool, you know, that it's not just me, you know, and there's, it's just, it's just the stages of bow fishing. It seems like.
1: Oh yeah. That's what I love going to the tournaments and seeing everybody there that's, as crazy about it as we are so
0: absolutely
2: Then you take a, a new guy out and there's loads of fish everywhere and they're like oh my gosh it's so awesome is this like this every time no <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah that's always seems like that's how it goes too you take somebody out and they're just like it's like the best night ever and then you know, it's like you almost want to tell him, like, yeah, you better quit now because it's never that good and you're going to be in a lot more debt after this, you know?
2: <laughs> yeah, definitely. Not wrong there. Yeah. Oh, geez. You used to looking at
0: muddy water. <laughs> exactly. Man, that's, yeah, that's that's great. Sorry, were you, say, were you saying something there?
2: No.
1: No, I was just going to try to jump back in, I guess, uh, on Gavin's side and let him kind of run through his records and stuff like that if you want to talk with him for a little bit
0: yeah absolutely how many records do you have like or have you gotten you know because it sounds like you got a couple more like that are waiting to get uh submitted so you know how many do you already have and then how many are you going to have after you submit those other ones i've
2: got four so far and
0: two of those are
2: the the uh, alabama yeah two of those are alabama uh, records and so we got. And I think I think he's got. Yeah. I think I'll have around eight or nine by the time they're all submitted.
0: Oh my gosh! I can't even. Wow. Okay. So you got eight or nine. So now we've got Alabama, and uh, what what other states you have in there? Just Arkansas. Okay, so you got Alabama and Arkansas records, and. What, uh, what all different species, uh, do you have for those?
2: So, I have two long nosed gar in Alabama and Arkansas. I have one grass carp, uh, two drum in Alabama Arkansas. I have one shad, one red horse, and I think that's it.
0: Dang, so you're kind of all over the place. You're shooting, you're shooting it all. That's that's pretty sweet. Yeah, dang. So, what. You know, and maybe it's the tournament ones. And if it is, we can talk about, we can transition to tournament night. But if not, what of all those, which one is your most memorable record? Like, what? tell that story a little bit.
2: I'd say probably my grass carp. Uh, so it wasn't like the best night ever. Me and my dad just, I think it was the night that I had school that night. Yeah, yeah we went out on a school night just because we hadn't gone out in a while. I wanted to go. So we went out there and we pull up like right before one of our spots and we wait till it gets dark and we see gar nosing up everywhere. So we stop in that spot and wait for it to get dark, click our lights on, and there are gar everywhere. And we start shooting gar, shooting gar, shooting gar. And once those are gar all go-, go there, we go back in this pocket and it's not like the best pocket ever. So we just, we're we going to go in there and then come back out, and we're showing through this one spot, like a pretty clear, grassy spot, and uh, it looked like there was a rock next to us, and we pull up a little bit more, and there's a gra- grassy just sitting right there, not moving or anything. So me and my dad both look at it, and uh, I draw back, and I'm like waiting, but I also don't want to wait, so I just freaking <laughs> fling my arrow. It sticks them right. Or sticks her right in the belly, and she runs off. We chase her down. We get her, and uh, we get her in the boat, and we tie her up to this tree to try to wear her and get our video done. And uh, we messed up the first video, so we lost some pounds, or lost a pound off my actual record because her guts were spilling out and everything. Sure. So uh didn't really get the full weight, but still pretty big fish.
0: Yeah, how big was it?
2: I think it was... Forty eight point six or something. Jeez,
0: and that was in that was in Arkansas. Yes. yes, sir. Oh man, that's that's so cool. Yeah i I live in Minnesota, and so we don't really have grass carp here. For one, and oh, man. yeah i I just shot my first one at uh, at the open this year, actually. So that was kind of fun. But it was awesome. it, it was not that big. That is a that's a big grass carp, man. I'm oh yeah. I just I think we've
1: got some big down here you'll have to you ever make it down this way we'll take you out and try to get a few rounded up
0: yeah I will take you up on that that sounds amazing absolutely we you know we we did the the open you know the the two years before when it was in Missouri and we we saw some grass carp but this this year was like the first year I got some like really good looks at them and I think that grass carp like you know how everybody kind of has like their you know their their species, their species of yeah exactly that just like gets them freaked out <laughs> i think grass carp does that for me man. i mean i've never seen a big head so maybe that would top it but right now it's grass carp for me man i just oh i just just thinking about him i'm kind of shaking in my chair right now <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah that's mine. mine mine is mine's buffalo i i don't know what it is but if i see a 30 40 pound buffalo i lose it yeah yeah, that's are gonna see somebody ripping their shirt off and jumping up and down if one lands in the boat. <laughs>
0: that's <laughs> so awesome. it's
1: next level of excitement for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah that's so I I also think it's really cool. I we've never talked about that on here before, but I really I really think it's cool how everybody kind of has their their different species that they get really excited about. I think that's like I just think that's really cool. You know, I think that's great. Yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: for sure. Mine's definitely buff, and the what's Hunter's?
2: What's yours? Oh, that's big, large, off glass. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm I'm, yeah, so i really, I just, I really want to shoot a, a, a huge, weird cart. Yeah. So, uh,
1: what about you, Seth? <laughs> so, uh, I to really got excited for most of your card cart that shot. Nice. So they're both mirror carp, just normal common with a. I don't know if that's a is that genetic change or what. I don't even know.
0: I've always heard it's a genetic thing. Yeah.
2: I like big drum. I've big drum. So nice. What's yours, Gavin?
0: Oh shoot,
2: You're, you're the
1: skull here, so Yeah, you are a sucker,
2: So It's probably, probably go. I shoot a lot of big go. Yeah. I don't know what what it is like. If there's a big common in front of me. I'll always miss it. But if there's a little tiny big guard, I'll always hit it. There's something weird.
0: Oh, yeah, I know I know a lot of people like that. My wife is notorious for the – I mean, she shot a lot of big commons, don't get me wrong, but we. she is absolutely notorious for going out and for, you know, two hours straight just missing huge commons, and then, you know, she'll hit, like, seven of the smallest gar I've ever seen in my life, and it's like, man, like, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Small, small, I guess.
0: That's right. That's right. You know, I almost, I almost think sometimes you get like a, like a buck fever kind of a thing. You know, when you see a really big fish, like you just get so amped up that you're about to shoot it that you just don't, you know.
1: Yeah, like, don't follow through, or something happens. Yeah, and steps up to it.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, awesome guys. Yeah, I just, this is great. This is great. I love it. So, let's uh, now. Let's move into tournament night. Now you guys already kind of set it up with the the airboat problems. You got a different boat last minute. Things are probably kind of going crazy in your heads right now. Walk through, you know, once you got that troller boat all the way through the end of the tournament. Give me the, give me the, you know, what happened? Tell me about it.
1: Yeah. So. We, we had found some fish. We we changed our situation up completely to two different spots um, just because we were heading down with a different boat. So we had picked uh, trying to check a couple of the dams below them and above them, and then we tried some main lake uh, flats and didn't find quantity in the areas on the main lake flats like we wanted, so we had changed our sites to run in the dams and we had found gar but we came with our heads hanging down so when we got there we were not scouting we were fishing so we might have the exact same spot we shot the tournament we went there the first night we got there and demolished the gar i mean we probably shouldn't have because it ended up being our spot we were going back but we were there to have fun i guess so and uh, it's weird how that'll change your whole morale we're heading Heading there, and I didn't even want to be there. And uh, we get there, and I shoot a couple of fish. And once they land in the boat, it was like all, everything's all forgotten. We're here to fish. That's right. certainly so yeah, the shirt. Oh. And so we uh, we scouted one spot, found plenty along those. Uh, then instead of sleeping, we decided to just hop straight in the truck and head to another spot and get set up to scout the following night and uh, did some scouting there. And then going into the tournament, we knew that we needed to go back and just check our fish the night before. And I've got a saying now, is putting your fish to bed. And I live by that now because I've done it so many times where I don't go check on the spot that we're definitely going. And then when we get there, our fish are completely gone due to like water level or boat traffic or something like that. Sure. So I was like, we need to go back and put those fish to bed. And so we go back and it was terrible. I mean, they were letting out, they were generating, they had one gate open, and uh, we couldn't even hold ourselves in the center of the river. Oh, no. And so we were about to turn and just go straight down the river and try to check a different spot. And I had told them, I, I just. As we were turning away, my uh, Trey Harvey, one of the guys, it's actually his boat, uh, he was dri- driving the boat, and we were turning away from the dam, and I was like, you guys want to go check that stagnant spot? And there's like a spot off to the left of the dam that's it doesn't get constant current. So they were like, sure, let's check it. And I, good thing we did, because at that point right there, it changed the whole night. And this is scout night. This is the night before the tournament. Okay. And uh, we pull in there, and it's like, a light show. I mean, there's gar just suspended and floating everywhere. Oh, dang. And we were like fist bumping, running around the boat, trying to be quiet. There's other boats coming in behind us. We're trying to be quiet so we don't, hoping that we pushed the fish down and they came into the pocket and didn't see it, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely. You're,
1: you're hoping anything to maybe have a little less traffic yeah. whenever you get there about paradigm at night.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh, so we go through, we video the whole thing. And we had long nose stacked up with males just all over the bank. And then we had, I don't know what the buffs were doing. I've never seen it like this, but the buffs and the big commons were underneath the gar. It's like they were there for the eggs or what have you. I have no idea, but they were there. And we've got videos of big buffs pushing right underneath all these gar. And uh, so we knew that we were gonna deal with swift water, we knew exactly where we were coming back to, and we have a little boat. So we stopped and made a plan to run to Lowe's straight from takeoff, grab trash cans so we could transfer the weight in the boat better, and we put our kill tub in the back of our truck so we could take fish out of the boat. And uh, so that that kinda sets the, the field for what we were planning on doing. So we were just hoping that everything Joe's is planned, and that's how it is when we get there. And so we blast off after the old NASCAR wouldn't start. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> it, uh, we head straight to our spot, and we had one phone to an ice machine. We had one phone going to Lo's lows, and we had one phone going to the boat ramp. So we didn't <laughs> miss any time at all. Nice. And uh, so we head that way, and right when we pull up, there's a boat loading in. And I pull right next to him, you know, back up next to him, and it's a double boat ramp. And uh, I hop out, and they're like, you shooting that tournament? And we we're like, yep. I said, are you shooting it? And they go, nope, we're just shooting. And I said, awesome, can we have this bank? Like, just <laughs> please give us this bank. I know you guys are going to be here, but can we have this bank? And he's like, I don't know, that's the captain, and then you better talk to him. And so I ran around the truck. My like, I probably thought I was on drugs. I'm like,
2: <laughs> hey, man, can we have this bank?
1: And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, this bank right here. I said, we're shooting a tournament. You guys are front shooting. I said, you can run it right after us. Just let us run it first. And they were like, okay, it's yours. I'm like, all right. Wow. And we back in and we take off. And uh, we get up there and it's the same deal. They're running a lot of water. And our bank ain't near what it was the night before. There's not as many gar, but there's definitely still plenty. So that, that starts the mayhem of the night, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, and Gavin is usually right there with us all. You know, boat, fishing boat, everybody's picking on each other. Absolutely. Well, so the whole time, he's been picking on my two buddies, Paul Baker and Trey Harvey. And they were both, at the end of the night, they were like, I don't know what's wrong with Gavin. He was being nice to us. We didn't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess while they were shooting, he's like, They'd miss a shot or something. He'd be like, "Good shot! That was close! It was close! Let's swing out, swing out!" You know, and we'd just keep we'd keep circling that little boat and hopping down and transferring weight and moving the boat and the trash cans around so the boat's set even because we're sitting in like rapid water. I mean, they're they're still pulling water the whole time we're there. Sure. And uh, so the night progresses on. We haven't. We're having a lot of trouble. Basically, what you said. We're getting the buck fever. Missing the fish that we really, really need to get.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, finally, we kind of just took a deep breath, and we were like, all right, we just need to have fun and start shooting these fish. And uh, that's when Gavin kicked it into high gear. And basically, I would troll up to the dam, and then I would ride the current back down, and I would have to dodge, like, there would be boulders and stuff that were in this little area where we were getting the fish that were just, like, maybe a foot under the water. Oh, wow. And so you'd have to, like, kind of zigzag through them. But when you zigzag through them, you would push these big females, these gar, you would push them against these rocks in reverse, so they would have to go over those rocks. Well, that's whenever Gavin kicked in because, he, you know, it's the power of being a kid. He doesn't have the the worry. You know, he's with Dad, so everything's safe. and Yep. <laughs> he doesn't have to worry about the bows, and he doesn't have to worry about money and all that, so he's like, he's the one, we're going through the rapids, the other two guys are taking a knee, holding on for dear life, and yep. <laughs> he's still flinging arrows and hitting <laughs> these fish, squirt cruising down the river sideways, you know, dodging, trying to have a trolling motor at the end of the hill.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> and so, so that's when it picked up, and that's when we started getting a bigger gar, and, uh, and, that, and that's when it really just took off from that point, he... We kept doing the same circle, so every time a, a barge would come through, they would uh, they would let all the water out to let the lock down. Well, it would boil out in this basically stagnant area, and as soon as that water quit coming out, we could go back in there, and whenever we came back in there, there'd be a big shad kill because they'd push them all through the pipes, and sure. so these garbage would be up there feeding.
0: Sure, yeah.
1: So all night, we just basically... I mean, our whole night consisted of uh, maybe a football field-sized fishing area, and we
2: settled it all night long. Wow. Yeah, and then we went, like, the third time after they let some water out, we went back through there, and uh, we weren't seeing, like, anything. We thought that our little plan stopped working very well, we shot most of the fish out of there. And so we get, like, closer to where they let all the water out and it's on like a very far end of where we can fish. And we get we get on this little concrete part under the dam where they let all the where they let the gates open. And there's just like a, a school of common. Probably the, as long as a truck. Big one out and we all try to shoot and, you know, we all suck and we miss like every single one. <laughs> of point. We split this whole school up and we find like Five or six good ones after that, but the other ones are just gone. Yeah. You can never find
1: them. There. But, but it was it was an insane night, and then I mean, when he shot the drum, I, I didn't think it was a drum. We thought it was a bug. Oh wow! And these drums were running in schools like they were carp. It like I don't know. I've never seen. It. I've seen drums just like single throughout the night. Yeah. But I've never seen five or six drums swimming together, like, in a school. So it was crazy for us. And he shot the, that first one was, I mean, I'd say almost the biggest one we seen. Oh, it definitely was. It was the biggest one we got in the boat. And he shot that one right off the get-go. I mean, I thought it was a buff, to be honest. Jeez. 13-pound drum is a, it's a hefty-looking drum.
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: Later that night, he, we ended up, he got that, the bigger gar, he got that one out of the, the little rapid area that we were doing. So, all in all, uh, and we went, at midnight, we had to go back to the truck and offload all our gar. I backed the trailer down, and we offloaded all our gar into my kill tub in the back of the truck. And I had to put ice on their noses to keep them down. People couldn't just see gar hanging out of our truck, you know. Yeah. So, we had a all night. It's just, we just... It, it wasn't
0: enough weight to compete with what everybody else bring in. Sure. Yeah, that's, man, that's, <clears throat> that's. So, Gavin, when you shot, like, the drum and the the big long nose, did you, I mean, did you guys know right away, like, you had a record, or were you just so caught up in tournament night, like, yeah, you just shot a big fish, but, like, you're not even thinking about that?
2: Yeah, uh, we had, uh, what's the record's up the, the day of? The tournament, like when we were going to be shooting, we had looked the records up to see if we could get any, and uh, we noticed all the records were like little little kids, so pretty hopeful, and we knew that we could get me at least one record that night. Sure, there was definitely
1: some records that got shot. When we were there, and we just didn't know. We didn't know. We didn't look. We were just there and having fun, and so there was definitely some records that he could have grabbed a hold of but we just didn't uh, you know we didn't look it up in time
0: sure yeah that's dang that's crazy man that's wow i don't even i don't even know what to say after that man that got my got my heart pumping up man i can feel like oh especially when you're talking about the you know weaving the troller between rocks and stuff like i'm pretty sure my blood pressure just spiked you know i'm just like oh
1: <laughs> oh i know i mean the whole time we're thinking, you know, you, you think you, you want the best to happen, but you all like if you're driving through there, you're trying like I'm. You got a team on your boat. You're you're all your feelings are to try to make sure everybody's safe. And so, and it was absolutely the only place we were finding the quantity of fish and the size of fish we were on. So, sure, uh, we just had to keep going in there. But you know, about six or seven passes of. Uh, Talladega night through those rocks, so we figured out. Uh, I figured out a little path and kind of knew whenever I was in the danger zone and when everybody needed to get down and and, and it all ended up working out for us.
0: <laughs> that's awesome. Wow, that's that's so cool, man. And wow, yeah, I just that was great. That was great. So now you guys are you guys are on your way to a tournament in Oklahoma right now. Yes,
1: we're actually, we're across the state line, we're in Oklahoma right now, we're heading to, so up here there's a group, I don't know if it's still just like group of consolidated uh, boat fishermen, uh, or the biggest group, but it's definitely one of the biggest ones around here, and uh, so they're called the Oklahoma Fish Stickers, and they've got the group, and uh, we always chase these tournaments, because we're lucky, we're in the northwest corner, so we can do Arkansas tournaments, Missouri tournaments, and uh, Oklahoma tournaments fairly easy. Nice within an hour or two-hour drive. Nice. So we're heading to a numbers shoot tonight that takes off at eight PM, and I think it weighs in at six AM. It is six thirty PM
2: right now, so we're getting
1: getting down to the wire.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Are you, how are you guys? Uh, how are you guys feeling about it?
2: Uh I shot this a lot but uh it cooled down. Yeah. yeah we had a big rain yesterday. So all muddy and creak some mud. you know, to your last two days. So yeah.
1: yeah, and then they dropped this like
2: two foot two, so you know
1: all those things add up to hit or miss night.
0: Oh definitely, definitely
1: but it's a
0: numbers sheet so
1: hopefully we don't have to find you know the big girls tonight so maybe all the small ones stay up on the bank hang out for us
0: yeah yeah that's uh
1: and maybe maybe you'll give us a little bit of luck for uh to try to be on this podcast and knock out another uh uh youth record tonight here in Oklahoma
0: oh dude i absolutely hope that I have to, like, record a disclaimer at the end of this. Like, hey, you, you know, he said that he had eight or whatever. Well, he actually has nine now because he got another one in the tournament. So, yeah, dude, I'm, I'll send you all the luck that I can, man. Go go shoot, like, seven more tonight, you know? <laughs> Heck, yeah.
2: Awesome. Hey, we're
1: going to shoot the jab. <laughs> I'm trying to
0: get the shad. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, you, you don't have any in Oklahoma yet. I mean, you kind of have to.
1: Well, we've got a we've got another group. So, me and him got a little uh, TikTok and YouTube and stuff, and uh, Instagram. That's Two Gen Outdoors. And then we've got buddies here in Oklahoma. It's two dads that are brothers, and it's their sons, and they're called Boat Up Outdoors. And they have straight demolished the the Oklahoma records. Those boys, they have a lot of
2: them. yeah, way more than me.
0: Dang, I didn't know that was possible to have more records than you, Gavin. That's that's crazy.
2: Oh dude, one of I think Logan has like thirteen or more records on here.
0: Dang, that's nuts. Yeah.
2: So, so they
1: kind of those they too, they both decided that it was a little bit easier to not concentrate so much on chasing the tournaments and they would just concentrate on kinda of going and having fun and trying to find spots to where you know, the boys could try to target a species and get a record.
0: Sure. That's very cool. Very cool. Well, uh, so, I mean, obviously, you know, it's, it's, it's important to you guys to have, you know, younger folks in the sport and getting the next generation involved. Um, and so I'd love to hear a little bit of your perspective on that. Like, you know, what, I mean, yeah it's kind of just like a you know i don't know if it's really a question and it's more just like uh you know i'd love to hear your your commenting on it kind of a thing does that make sense
1: yeah yeah i don't know we we try to do it it's more uh i guess gratifying to watch our kids do it than it is to go out there and do it ourselves so uh I take every chance I can get to try to get a youth on the boat or get his friends involved that haven't ever done it or even just to talk to people. We do a lot of shooting from a bridge locally, and uh, it's not real, real big around here, so everyone that walks up, it's new to them. So, I mean, just yesterday we were talking to a kid, and he's like, they're from, I want to say they're from north." east kansas and uh that kid had talked to my buddy for i don't know maybe 10 minutes and they were shooting fish off there and he he gets along those from the top of the bridge and we have to it's such a high bridge we have to walk him off to the edge to get him up sure. and uh he walks it up and gets the gar in and that kid takes a picture with it and everything and uh he gets back up there and he's talking to the kid again i guess the kid is like well i know what i'm asking for for christmas and so it kind of both got us both kind of you know feeling good that we've got somebody else you know just grabbed another one that might get involved and might never have had the chance to even think about it if he didn't walk on that bridge that day
0: absolutely man that's that's so great that's I love hearing stuff like that and you know i I always think about it like you know bow fishing is such a it's such a niche little sport that like you know you think about like you know, uh, like, you know, some kind of sport like football, baseball, basketball, like it's so much more, you know, a lot more people do it. And it's like a lot more parents can like easily get their kids into that. Like they can get into that at school. Like it's really the, the, the transition from one generation to the next with sports like that is just like, you know, it's so easy. And so, you know, I think about sometimes how, you know, bow fishing isn't really isn't really like that. Like, not that it's hard to like get into. Cause it, I mean, you guys know, I mean, you can use any old bow and throw a reel on there and you're good to go. But like so many people, just like what you were, were saying, like so many people still don't even know about it. They don't even know what it is. And so, you know, just, I think it's awesome that, you know, you guys have opportunities like that to, to talk to people, you know, passing by or like, you know, having some of Gavin's friends come out and join you. Like, I think that that's such a, that's such a huge thing. And I think, you know, I think it's just, it's really important that, you know, even if you don't have a a kid or if you have a kid that's in the sport, like how important it is to like reach beyond that and, and, you know, try and get as many of the next generation into the sport as possible so that, you know, it can continue on for years and years and years to come, you know?
1: Oh Yeah. Definitely. That's we talk about it all the time um, about like the pay and the difference of the money and marketing that goes into like bass fishing opposed to what we do, and and it and it doesn't stop any of us, and so I, it's I don't know. It's it's just cool to see that it bites us all enough to where we're looking to go chase a purse or maybe just we don't even. A lot of us go to these tournaments, we don't even care. Like, we're not, we know we're not going podium. Yeah. And, and we know it could be just luck, but we still choose to do it. It's not a big money game. And, uh, man, and it's, it's just so much more enjoyable when you've got a whole family out there and then when you can get the younger ones to be out there doing the tournaments. And I think that's the biggest thing in the sport is having these little side things for youth during these small jackpot tournaments or anything you do in your local bow fishing association is having something just so these kids when they have, cause sometimes we do go and we have bad nights, but if those kids come and they have a bad night and they still get noticed for being there, I think it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more. I think that's, I think that's great. I think that's awesome. Definitely. Cool. Well, yeah, I think, uh, I think we, we touched on a lot of great things there. Um, yeah, I, uh, I mean, I'm always excited about youth getting into the sport, but I feel like way even more excited than I did before, if that's even possible. And so, yeah, I think, I think that's awesome. You know, for the, the folks of you that are listening, um, you know, find an opportunity to, to get a kid out there, get a couple of kids out there. I mean, there's, uh, you know, there's, Lots of opportunities for things like that to happen. Um, you know, if, if uh, you're not sure where to look, like just hop on, you know, some of these bow fishing social media pages and ask around and, and try and get something going there. Um, I think uh, it's just kind of, you know, whether you have kids of your own or not, I think it's, you know, once you get into this sport and, you know, you, you enjoy doing it, I think it's just kind of all of our responsibility to, to, you know, get the, get the next generation involved. So, uh, yeah, I encourage everybody to do that. And it's just, it's just a a really gratifying thing to, uh, you know, introduce somebody to the sport. So, um, awesome guys. Well, you know, before we, uh, you know, end the call here, um, I'd love, maybe you don't have one, but Something we're doing on this episode, um, I prompted, on the last episode, I prompted folks to send in um, their funny stories about, uh, you know, people that you encounter at gas stations. I don't know if this is a thing that happens to you guys, but up here in Minnesota, it seems like almost every time I'm at a gas station filling up with my bow fishing boat, I get people coming up and they're, you know they're just it always starts with all right what do you what's with the what's you got the lights and the? what what do you do it you know and they say stuff like yeah. that and and yeah so you know we put out the prompt to, for people to send in their funny stories on what people thought their boats were for or you know weird conversations like that what do you guys have anything like that that you'd uh want to share on the podcast
1: you got any stories about gas station times there you <laughs>
2: Every time I try to take like, uh, especially if I'm meeting someone, like uh, I do guides and stuff out, out where we where we live and stuff, and and uh, I'll take, I'll be like heading there to try to hurry up and get uh, everything set up before they get there, and every time I gas station it's like, man, I've never seen one of those before in real life, <laughs> and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're fun, you know. I don't I don't really know what to say I just I'm like in the back of my mind I laugh about because 'cause I'm like, what other life have you seen one of those? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, like I can understand you're saying I ain't I ain't never seen one uh in person in person, but I ain't never seen one in real life. It kinda catches me off guard every time. I yeah. laugh about it. <laughs>
1: awesome. my, my biggest one is the crappie fishing question. What do you do with
2: the light, crappie fish? Uh, it's a lot of lights for crappie fishing.
0: <laughs> and they're all above the water, so it <laughs> seems like that's not going to work.
1: <laughs> so, I get a lot of, uh, our uh, craziest stuff is normally what you see on the banks at night. Oh, sure. Oh, the people you encounter and things
0: like it's that. Like,
2: it's like walking, it's like, uh, people at Walmart at, a uh, midnight
0: (laughs) oh yeah dude the people of walmart (laughs) what's uh what's the craziest thing you ever seen on the bank you think
1: we we have a big lake and uh we have two islands that kind of sit in the middle and we have been fishing around them all night and we were i I was younger we were all in high school and uh we come cruising around the bank i'm like guys there's a lady following us and they're like what I'm like, there's a lady on the bank just behind this shadow of our lights, and she's walking behind our lights, like right at the, like where your cutoff light, like where you'd have your pickup lights set up. She's walking in that shadow, and she's on an island that you cannot get to unless you go by boat. And she's by herself, and it's 1 o'clock in the morning. And she says, I I said, what do you guys want to do? And they're like, well... Let's see, see
2: if she's okay.
1: I'm like, okay. So I go over there and I ask her, and I said, hey, hey, are you okay? And she's like, yeah. Yeah, I'm just trying to see what you're doing. As she's staring at our spaceship, you know. All the lights are blinding her probably. And uh, we're like, yeah, we're we're both
2: fishing. What are you doing? She goes, oh, I don't know. I, I just love nature. And we're like, okay. Do you need help? No. Nope. No, I'm fine. I'm like, okay. So I take off.
0: Yeah. I'm going to leave.
2: I'm going to leave. And they
1: are all, now after we leave, they're all, oh, you're a sissy, go back, make sure she's okay, all this. So we go back, and if it wasn't the quickest thing, I get the troll mother nose back up to where she's at, and she pops out of the bushes, and we find her again, and I ask her if she's all right, making sure she's got a way to get back to land. And I look behind me, and there's a single file line of grown men with bows in their hand, directly behind me, hiding behind me. (laughs) All, all of a sudden, I'm not the one that's scared. It's all these guys are no longer excited about talking to this lady. Yeah. So that's probably the scariest thing ever that we've, we've ran across while we're trolling the banks.
0: Oh, yeah, dude. I had shivers going up my spine when you were, oh, man. I just I just had a, a couple of clients in my boat last weekend, and they told me a, a similar story. They were, you know, driving driving their bow fishing boat down this, you know, it's kind of a wide channel, you know, I mean, it would be, a, yeah. a, it would be a long, a long distance to swim, you know, between the land and then the, the Island that was on the other side of this channel and the lands on their left and the islands on their right. And, you know, they're going down this channel and it's, you know, midnight, 11 o'clock, whatever. So it's, it's pitch dark. And, and, uh, one of the guys is like, Oh, there's a, There's a person standing over there. And so the other guy looks over to the left, you know, towards land where you'd think a person would be. And then his buddy was like, no, over to the right. And he and he was like, right when he said that, I I got goosebumps everywhere. And then, yeah, they look over and there's just a guy. And at first he's kind of like, you know, crouched down and hiding. And they're like, what the heck? And they're like, you know, are we seeing that right? And then. They they keep going a little bit and then they look back and he's just like standing straight up, just staring at him, not moving, just staring at him. And I was, <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, I was like, that's something, you know, when, like when I'm out with my buddies, like we're always like, oh yeah, like what if we just saw like some dude standing there like, and we all like, oh yeah, it'd be so scary. But they actually had it happen. And <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, that, that kind of stuff creeps me out. They, they booked it. They didn't even ask to see if he was okay. They just booked it to the launch and got off the lake. And I was like, you know what? I think I might've done the same. That's, oh, it's too um, scary for me, man. <laughs> definitely. It was, a,
1: it was a spooky, it's an eerie feeling for sure. Oh man. It's
0: yeah. Well on that, on that note, uh, yeah, I suppose we can, uh, end the podcast here before we, uh, jump off guys. Um, one more time, why don't you, uh, give out your, your, uh, social media handles, you know, YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, wherever you want folks to, uh, follow along with you and they can, uh, you know, stay up to date with all the records that Gavin continues to shoot and all that.
1: It's just 2 gen and uh, it's spelled out, 2 gen Outdoors, on Instagram, TikTok, and I believe we've got a Facebook page as well. And uh, it's just two generations on one boat. That's kind of the way we came up with the name.
0: I like it. Sounds perfect, man. Well, guys, you know, thanks again for, uh, for jumping on the podcast here. I thought it was a really great conversation, and uh, I hope you hope you slam tonight.
1: Oh, man, I appreciate it, yeah. And we appreciate you reaching out. I know it was kind of hard to get in touch with us, but I'm glad that you were persistent and we got to get on here and have an awesome conversation.
0: Yeah, I think a lot of folks are going to love it, and and we got it done. So, uh, yeah, we'll be in touch, guys, and uh, have a good one. All
2: right.